Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host, Arthur, and with me as always is my awesome co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this freaking cold Sunday night? You know what? A total time, I am tired as fuck. I feel school <laughs> beat the shit out of me. Um, I went to like a weekend Vegas trip, which was super fun, but also, man, like no sleep. Oh, and so yeah. it was like already was like on no sleep, on no sleep. Oh, but uh, I'm happy to be home. I'm happy to be podcasting with you. And I'm happy to be making a new episode of the Anime Fridge. So all is good. That is good to hear. I mean, it's unfortunate that you're tired, but after this, after this recording, you're just gonna pass out and get a good night's sleep. I hope, and <laughs> be refreshed for tomorrow. Bye. Yeah, I tried. I feel like um, that's what I. That's all I've been doing. I've just been laying in fucking bed, but like I finally got like I ate some leftovers, okay. and then I tried playing like a game of Overwatch. But I was like, fuck, I'm like, <laughs> like I was there, but like sometimes like I feel like Overwatch just takes like a lot of too much like brain power. Sometimes, yeah. And so, like, I just ended up just, like, eating and then just, like, laying on the couch like a fat fucking so Wow. I think I might go do that. But also, I want to play some retro video games. Like, uh, I was contemplating buying the Switch online. Really? Um, for the 64 or whatever. Yeah. Well, what would you play on that one? I'm thinking, well, I feel like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, the 3D kind of, uh, um... I don't know. I feel like there's some game where they've done like a million times. Like Majora's Mask, we've yeah. seen put out a million times. Same with Mario 64. Yeah. It's been like, you know, like uh, re-released a million times. So, And then Mario Party. Like I feel like the Mario Party's just barely got re-released with like the new game they have. Yeah, and so I feel like it's kind of hard to justify it. But what I'm looking at is like the original Paper Mario, which... Yes. Um, it's always good. Um, it is. Ocarina yeah. of Time. I think, oddly enough, I've never played Ocarina of Time. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, okay. which is weird as fuck to think about, but like, I don't think I have. Some I know consider that, that the best of all time, huh? Of all the games. Yeah. I played yeah. Majora's Mask like fucking a hundred times. Like I've, <laughs> it's been like a godly amount. Wow. But there you um, go. never Ocarina. And then of course, uh, Kirby and the Crystal Shards. And I think those Italian. are the games that I'm looking at. Banjo Kazooie's there too, but like, sure, you know, I've played that one before, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. damn, dude. There you go. That, that sounds pretty fun. I mean, do you know if it's fixed now? That whole uh, server system and all that. Cause I know it was like glitchy and stuff because it's technically streamed. So I don't know if it's good now. Oh yeah, because I did hear a lot of like the issues. Um, right. Yeah. Damn, I never caught up with that, so I don't know. But hopefully, I mean. It's been a while, um, right? So hopefully it's fixed. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been around for a long time. So I'm erring on the side of yes, yeah. um, that it is fixed. But who knows? Well, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll will, find out. We'll find out. I will pray for you that hopefully it's fixed. Well, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I wanted to get back into retro games too. So I whipped out the old Xbox. I whipped out the GameCube, and I had this urging 
you know, I don't know, feeling to play an old game as well. And I played Jets Radio Future, the entirety okay. of it. And I played oh, it shit. and I beat it. So that felt good. But And then I wanted to play Paper Mario Thousand Year Door as well. So I got that out as well. And I'm playing that. I already got the seven crystal star. So Oh, I'm, shit. I'm, you're, I'm, you're... Yeah, I'm, I'm getting through it slowly uh-huh. but surely. Because, you know, Overwatch 2 is fun, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm like you, Brian. Occasionally, you kind of just want to play uh, the old games, you know, for some reason. You just want to just get that itch. I don't know. It's strange how it just comes to you sometimes. You want to play them. It's so weird. Yeah, but. have like that nostalgic feel. Right. Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's been well, fun doing that. Do you... So it's kind of random, but do you... How do you feel about Overwatch Season 2? It feels good right now. It feels good... Um, you know, a lot of the problems I had, like, you know, the sword yarn being extremely overpowered, the Zarya just walking along everybody, that's gone now. It feels like a good oh, game now, you God. know. Ramatra is pretty cool, but he's not in competitive, so I haven't played him too much. I only play mm-hmm. competitive, that's the thing. But I play some Quake Play and he's fun. He's pretty much Malcolm X. He's awesome character. He's gonna be a, a game changer for console, especially because if you play PC, Farah is not really a problem since everybody can just you know click on her and she's dead. But yeah. Farah is more of a problem on console, so Ramatra is gonna counter uh, these flying characters like Farah and Echo in the pharmacy. So that's yeah. exciting there. But yeah, I mean it feels good so far right now. The only thing that's a problem is pretty much uh, the Roadhog uh, Kiriko combo that's still ridiculously broken. So. <laughs> yeah, the fucking Roadhog. Yeah, it's only, and apparently that's going to be fixed, though, in the next update. They're going to take away the one-shot hook hog thing, which if they do that, it's going to be kind of weird because that's kind of what uh, he's known That's his bread and for. butter. Yeah, so it'll be, uh, it'll be strange. I wonder how they're going to do it. Are they going to give him, like, a mini shield or what? I don't know. It seems it seems odd to remove yeah. that. But yeah, and also I know Kiriko's uh, immortality is getting nerfed just a bit as well to, like, 0.75 seconds, not a whole second of immortality. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, just little things like that that are going to probably uh, make the game also feel a little better to not make everybody rely on a Hog and Kiriko because cause right now, if you have a Kiriko and Hog, no one can, there's no counters to you because the counter to uh, Hog was Ana, but you have a Kiriko now, that's gone. The anti-heal's gone, so it doesn't yeah. matter. So we'll, we'll see what they do there. Do in the future. Yeah, we'll see what they do there. But yeah, I'm excited too. I think the I think the one for me was the fucking Zarya because I felt like Zarya was, was just bad. like she was just so fucking beefy. Where like like she just you couldn't kill her in between like you know her cooldown and so yeah. Um, because I play console and so I feel like that was kind of like the one that kind of fucked me over because like Loki <laughs> Zarya was really fucking good uh, for a long ass time and then especially like if your team's not like a hundred percent there, you know like. Um, it just makes it difficult when it's like only one person going for Zarya instead of multiple, you know? That's right. I agree. I agree with that. She's, yeah, she's, so she's okay now. We'll see. We'll see. For sure. All right. So in this episode of the Anime Fridge, though, what we're going to talk about is, of course, the upcoming season. We're pretty late. We're already pretty much done with uh, some. I think I think Pop Team Epic is done now. That's the only show I've finished so far. I think anything else is about an episode or two, and it's done more or less and then we're gonna get that christmas new year's break of no anime that's new the only time we ever get that kind of break so that's gonna be kind mm-hmm. of nice and then right after that we're gonna jump right into winter 2023 so we're gonna talk about that give you our previews our impressions what are we gonna watch what do we think of that season is it better than this one probably not because this one was a pretty hefty season <laughs> and yeah. uh 
of course, we're going to finish off with doing a review of Tatami Time Machine Blues, which is uh, an anime that uh, came out in the summertime of 2022. And we're going to finally review it with uh, Brian here because I know he was a, a fan of Tatami Galaxy and so am I. So will it be as good as Tatami Galaxy? Stay tuned and find out. But before all that, Brian, let's do some catch-up. Uh, people don't know this, but we haven't recorded for a fat minute due to uh, scheduling issues with me, you being busy with school, also scheduling issues, you know, just whatever. Life hits you, you know, whatever. But we're finally back at the mic, and what have you been doing, Brian, this past uh, month or a month and a half, give or take, huh? Well, mainly just grinding in school because I feel like it's just yeah, a, like a fuck ton of work. Um... But when I did have a break, I tried to watch um, a little bit of anime here and there, some shows. I feel like I was watching Kotaro Lives Alone again. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Just kind of like hopping in and out of episodes, really. Um, oh, fuck. There was a movie I watched the other day. Oh, yeah. I really like the... Um, well, actually, I don't know if I like really like, like the correct work. But um, yeah. I like the Wednesday show from Netflix, The Addams Family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I don't know. Sometimes, it's, like, it feels, like, really teeny. So, sometimes I feel like, um, okay. you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to, like, not watch. But, like, sometimes, like, oh, um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm, like, I don't get it. Like, in, like there's some episodes where I'm just kind of, like, paying attention more than others. Sure. Um, But then I watched, like, the 1990 mo- movie. Um, I don't know what the fuck it's called. But I like the movie. <laughs> the movie was pretty good. Um, it's kind of weird that like, I've like, I feel like I've, um, haven't gotten into it at all. You know, like I've always heard like Adam's family, like I thought it was like, you know, kind of like the aesthetics were cool, but, um, it's kind of weird that Wednesday, like the new TV shows were kind of brought me into it, even though it's been like so established for so long, you know? Yeah, for real. It's pretty interesting. And then I've been keeping up more or less was like the current um season of anime like i've been watching chainsaw man spy oh. family and mob oh let's um, go brian nice yeah so i've been trying to keep like keep up with them so i think i might be a couple episodes behind in mob and same with spy family and i think i'm like one episode behind in chainsaw man okay. um but yeah i try to keep up with them because it was a really good season so you know when it's yeah. that good season you just have to you know make that time you know it's true that is true, Brian. Yeah, but how about you? What has Senpai been up to? Yeah, so of course, Overwatch 2 has been a thing, but we've already talked about that. But I've also played this new game that just came out uh, about six days ago now, and it's called High on Life. You heard of this, Brian? Mm-mm. So it's a video game cre- co-created by the creators of Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites. And, okay. Uh, First of all, as you know, I haven't watched any of Rick and Morty, so I have no opinion on it. So I don't, I, I'm not like a complete hater, nor do I really enjoy the show. Just kind of there. But I know the comedy of them. I, people love it. So going into this game, I thought it's going to probably be a funny game. It's a shooter. It's a shooter game, but a story mode shooter, not uh, uh, multiplayer. So Yeah, kind of like a, like a Borderlands type situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty it's, Yeah. Exactly. So in mm-hmm. this game, it starts off with uh, aliens come down to Earth and they pretty much get humans and they smoke them like joints and they get high off humans. That's the <laughs> that's the premise, right? They're taking uh-huh. over the world and then you find a gun 
that can talk. And this gun talks like Morty from Rick and Morty, like nonstop, annoying. You know, it's funny though. It hits like you. A, high yeah, pitched voice. High pitched voice, yeah. And always telling you, like, you know, maybe if you were better at aiming, we can be done with the level already. Just like kind of making fun of you. And a uh-huh. bunch of meta jokes, you know, like uh, you, can, you can actually kill kids in this. Like you can kill a kid oh, fuck. And, and it says uh, you can't do this in Fallout. You can get the achievement for it when you kill a kid for like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's pretty funny stuff like that. It's a funny game, fun game so far. Uh, I'm not too far into it. Uh, Christian is a lot more into it than me so far. He's the one that actually found this game. Not really me. Yeah. And it's weird because whenever I talk about this game, no one's heard of it really. I didn't hear about it. But I think it has to do with um, it's an Xbox exclusive game, actually, mm-hmm. which is rare nowadays. It's yeah, never a thing. Sure. So it's Xbox exclusive. And of course, uh, when that happens, also on PC. So that's yeah. uh, it's pretty cool there. I recommend this game. Check it out. See the trailer. You know, it's everything about it is um, aesthetically pleasing and pretty fun and funny. It's all, yeah. it's all great there. I mean, from what I see right right here, like it looks like the graphics are like fucking really top tier. <laughs> It's really good. It's a fun game. Yeah. Everything about it's great. It's also kind of giving me Doom, I think. Right. Is that what it's called? Um, yes. Like Doom Eternal? Yes, you're right. It's, it, yep. Yeah. 100%. It's giving me a little bit of Doom Eternal. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks like... I don't know. It looks hella sick. It's so, really fun. Yeah. The world in it, it's really cool. I mean, you can... So many movements and just a fun game overall especially i mean especially if you're a fan of the rick and morty comedy and solar opposites i'm sure you'll find it even more amusing i which um mm-hmm. you know i haven't watched it but i find it extremely funny i, I find myself laughing at their jokes for no reason while i'm playing a shooter which is weird but you know it's, yeah uh, it's, it's great it, it works out just fine oh yeah I've been playing that, and yeah, I'm with you, Brian. I'm keeping up with, uh, same with the anime, too. I'm also keeping up with them, of course. Um, we're almost done with the season here, and um, nothing else. Of course, I just watched Avatar, the new one, The Way of the Water. That was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but, yeah. And so, okay, could you give us, like, a little review? Because I feel like a lot of people <laughs> are polarized on it. Like, um, it's hard to believe whatever Reddit says, because Reddit will tell you that it's, it's shit, it's great, and it's in between, right? So you yeah. can't really like trust it, but what was Senpai's um uh, thoughts on it? So the cool thing nowadays, Brian, is to hate on Avatar the first one, of course, mm-hmm. too. Say that it wasn't that good, it was overrated. Visually, it was a masterpiece, but that's it, right? That's the consensus everybody had, and I'm not and I'm not in the same camp as them. I I think Avatar One was a great movie. I liked the story. Everything about it was good. So coming into mm-hmm. this, I came in high expectations, and I got that it was a good movie. Three hours and fourteen minute movie that didn't waste your time. Goddamn! Uh, <laughs> I don't think like everything about it. It made sense, and it was there for a reason. So, and not only that, when it comes to visuals, you know, nowadays you got Endgame, you got these like Spider-Man movies, all this. They all have crazy VFX, right? They're all really good. But mm-hmm. once again, James Cameron proved why he's on top. He kind of put it again to the next level of why he's on top of, you know, the pinnacle of um, VFX and all that shit. But yeah. overall, as a movie, it was amazing. It was great. It was the first one was Save the Forest. This one was Save the Water. And mm-hmm. what's wrong with that? Nothing. That's a real message that we had to put out anyway. You know, we that's a problem in both ways. Humans are pieces of shit. Just we all do whatever we want. We know we kill animals that are completely harmless, like blue whales. And that's the message here as well. We do the same uh, with Avatar. They're killing animals that are completely harmless for no reason. But 
overall it was really good the story everything about it um the only thing that people complain about also they use the the same villain from the first one but in avatar form but you know it's not it's explained why and it made sense so nothing yeah. about it i didn't like i mean even my my mom watched it with her minimal english that she knows and she also enjoyed it but you know it was a good movie man i'm i'm a fan of james and it Cameron. wasn't too long for her yeah it, it was for her she thought it was too <laughs> long like, Holy fuck. yeah she thought she thought it was too long but uh, mm-hmm. no, it was i mean you know when you're older i'm sure it's rough but okay well at least here on the on the like Rotten tomatoes What's the score there? 78 and then audience given 93. Oh, wow. Um, so I feel like, you know, that's good. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Well, I think it's just so weird because like on Reddit, everybody's like, I'm the only person in the, like, there's like a video that got on the popular page where like, I'm the only person in the theater watching uh, Avatar, the new Avatar. So like, it makes it feel like nobody's coming out to see this movie. Um but I don't know. I just have a lot of respect for James Cameron because I feel like, um, you know, he played the game. You know, he's right. earned his accolades and like, you know, everything that he's done. And so now that he has like, you know, money to do shit and produce his own movies, um, like he's kind of do it like in a way that we don't see. Or at least from what you said is like, I don't know, it's just really cool. Just kind of going against like the grain and like taking like, like putting like passion projects like, you know, Alita. Right. um that he just like you know he fought so hard for and he had to wait so long into his career just to make you know yeah i mean i'm with you 100 percent. i mean the the consensus of james cameron they hate him because he says all these things like i know he said recently that this movie has to be like in a top five all-time box office to make any money and people are saying Mm -hmm. oh let's not watch it then just to you know hate on (laughs) him despite him yeah, but yeah. here in the West Jordan Theater, it was sold out all you know on Friday night. It was sold out Saturday night, so we had to go uh, Saturday morning actually, you know, because okay. like it was sold out here. So I don't know if they're just saying shit to say shit, or if they yeah. come from like you know, uh, you know, hillbilly town Alabama that no one goes to theater anyway, or who knows? I don't know. People are well, people are weird, man. That's so weird because I feel like honestly, I feel Reddit is like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like it usually doesn't do this, but I feel like they're picking, they're really picking on fucking um, Avatar right now. They are, man. Of course, that's the way it goes. Because um, I know that James Cameron also, when he pre- he are presented the script to Avatar, he gave them like a nine hundred page like thing that they had to read to understand like what he's trying to say in the movie, and that came off as really like you know, oh, pretentious. He's just into- exactly. So. That's enough, right? That came out and people were making fun of him for that. Like, oh, he's a fucking twat and whatnot. But like you said, Brian, he he's kind of earned those, like, you know, he's kind of like the Miyazaki of the Hollywood. He can kind of do whatever the fuck he wants and he'll get what he wants because he just he's just so up there in terms of people are going to watch because of his work anyway. He's just known for good, high-quality stuff. So yeah. it's, 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 it's whatever. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad that it did well. It's a good movie. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's all for me. Anything else for you, Brian, that you've been doing? On- um, well, I wanted to ask you, kind of, it's also like a little Overwatch related, but did you see that Microsoft wanted to buy Activision Blizzard? They wanted to? Yeah, so they what did, I heard. Bro. Oh, they bought it? A long time ago, my man, and you know about this. Microsoft? Microsoft, Xbox has bought Activision Blizzard. Yeah, it belongs to them. Oh, shit. Well, Okay, well, fuck. 
I don't know. <laughs> I just heard that they didn't want it to go through because it'd be like a monopoly in the system. Yeah, we know how that goes, Brian. We know how that goes. That doesn't matter until, you know, we, I mean, literally Sony has bought right stuff, Crunchyroll, Funimation. They have the monopoly of anime in the USA and it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. So it went through and yeah. yeah so have, this is like old news. We have an episode about it actually too on our anime fridge. Believe it or hmm. not. We're talking about, we're talking about, uh, you know, I think even our cousin Edgar was worried about, uh, is it going to, or watch two going to be only on Xbox? And Oh, said, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, good huh. shit, there you go. Hmm. Bring the memories back. Ah, well, my bad, my bad, senpai. No worries, Brian, shit happened. It's been a while, and you're burnt out, and tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, senpai. Okay, I mean, with that, should we move on to um, Winter 2023? Uh, Yes, but could I ask you a couple questions, though, of Fall 2022? Let's do it, man. Go ahead. Okay, so the new... um, um, What's that one guy who keeps making the same movie over and over again? Um, oh, um, oh my goodness. About Shinkai. He left her. Shinkai. She left, yeah, Shinkai. So yes. his movie came out in Japan. Um, okay. Do we know how it's doing? Like, do you think Makoto Shinkai, I mean, it's the newest movie, The Door to whatever. Oh, how is it doing in the theater? Yeah. Or like any reviews or have you heard anything about it? I have not heard any reviews, but as I'm looking it up here, it has a few ratings and it has a 5.0. It's looking pretty good here. That's Google reviews, though. And box okay. office, it has made 62.38 million, which is not great, I suppose, for... Uh, uh-huh. It's pretty good though compared to like with Japan. It's good, but we talked about um, JJK. They made 168. Then again, it's still new. Yeah, it hasn't premiered worldwide yet. We'll see. So it's it's making money. It's making money, but yeah, so far it seems like it's a good movie. I suppose. I mean, I see no bad reviews here. Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten IMDb. Yeah, pretty good. I okay. Guess. Oh shit. Okay. And then do we know? Do we have like a date for it? When it's going to come out in the U.S.? No day yet. We have the Japanese day on November 11th, so I'm going to assume for us the same thing as uh, Weathering With You, January, early January or late January. Mm, mm. Okay. What? Well, I guess that was it. I guess we can go to 2023 then. <laughs> okay. No problem. Let's go to 2023. So, okay. Winter 2023. All right, boys. So, we just got this huge season of fall 2022. Now, can 2023 start off strong with big bangers? Let's go around Robin Brian on shows that we are looking forward to, are going to watch, and, you know, have are mildly excited for, I suppose. That could work as well. So, mm-hmm. let's start with you, Brian. Give me a show here that excites you. Okay, well, you know, we have the number one uh, listed by um, by people who are subscribed to it. Um, yep. Benlin Sagan 2, four years in the making. Has it really Holy been four years? Holy shit, dude. Oh my god, really? Um, I, I think so. At least two. 2019. Yeah, oh, three. Three years. So three years in the making. Um, I mean, a lot of people were hyped on the first one. I thought I was whack. But um, it seems like <laughs> Torfin is going to have a fucking... It's going to go in the backseat and we're going to see more of Canute which I thought was like a more interesting storyline to begin with. So um, I don't know. We'll see. I think I'll watch it because, you know, I've, I've already seen the first season. 
Um, and I think, uh, you know, we'll try a little bit. I'll, I think I'll try. I think I'll give it, you know, three or four episodes to see if I want to continue or not. Wait, what major thing is going to be about uh, Canute here? The trailer? Is that what it shows? Um, no, I think I read spoilers. <laughs> I think I read spoilers. Well, I read the manga and oh. it's a lot about Thorfinn. I'll tell you Also, oh, it's still about Thorfinn. Absolutely. But I think you're going to like it more this mm. time around. Well, like, I know, I don't know if this is going to be spoilers, so I don't know if I should be saying it. Do you think I should say it or no? Uh, if you think it's spoilers, I mean, you can. Go ahead. Okay, well, fuck it. But fuck it. anyways, um, yeah, I, I know that Thorfinn is going to go, like, kind of, like, um, kind of go through, like, you know, a character journey where, like, he, like, starts to question himself, like, um, right. like, doesn't he become, like, more repentful and kind of, like, just kind of like moving on from like you know being like an angsty little kid trying yeah. to avenge his father and shit like that that is correct yep yeah so we'll see how that character journey goes because i feel like those stories were like you know like when people mature is always good to see so um yeah i feel like you're gonna like this season more than the first one actually because it's a lot of farming simulator uh spoilers <laughs> i guess for that too yeah, and, and let's not mention uh, the elephant in the room. New new studio, of course, not wait no more. Studio Mappa also picked this up. So. <laughs> what the fuck? Bro, yeah, Mappa does not give a fuck about their fucking animators. Yeah, it's there was I think um, a YouTube video made by RDC World a long time ago, and it was pretty funny. He was talking about how, hey, just you guys know, you picked up three new anime, and he has like a gun, like you know, showing his gun, like, oh, you want to <laughs> go home? Yeah. <laughs> It's a good one. It's They're going to pull an Elon Musk and buy fucking beds for the fucking, <laughs> uh, um, for the fucking studio so they'll, they'll never have to leave. Exactly. Not like they were going home anyways. Yeah, exa- yeah for real. Okay, well, I'm going to skip the second one here because I never watched it, which obviously is just the Misfit Demon Academy. Not watching that. So the next one is going to be Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, Second Attack. Oh, shit. So, as you guys know... This one know, has also been a fat minute, huh? Yes. It has been a while for this one as well. As you know, my first impressions of it, I was a big hater. I didn't even want to watch it. Brian wanted to watch it, so I ended up reviewing it, and it was, like, my third favorite show of the season. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. It should be no surprise. I think uh, Nagatoro is a great character. I mean, we're getting a lot of romance with these, actually more than a lot of teasing shows. And, of course, Studio yeah. OLM. We know how they're, they've done a lot of good shows like Odd Taxi, Summertime Render, and uh, Call Me Sun Can Communicate. So another sequel for this is going to be great. I'm excited for it, and I'm excited for more uh, Nagatoro faces of uh, teasing my boy. So that's going to be fun. What do you think, Wait, Brian? so did they do the first season, or did they switch studios? You know what? That's a good point. I feel like it was not OLM, and it wasn't. It was Telecom Animation Film. Wow. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so i think it's weird because you know i don't know i feel like all the olm is is slowly becoming like a dark horse or like kind of like a um kind of like a really big uh um big player you know yes. they're moving away from pokemon and all the other shows and they're like you know producing some god tier shit sometime render our taxi um pokemon just ended and people are loving that and so yeah um coming can communicate so it's weird We'll see. I think, you know, we'll see what kind of life uh, uh, Nagatori kind of takes on because, you know, they're moving from, like, you know, to a better studio. 
and you know we ended up liking the second season so maybe the writer has more to think like more than offer than we originally thought and right. so maybe this <laughs> i don't know maybe this will be the fucking anime of the season we'll see you know it could be i mean even looking at this cover art here it already looks pretty good as well as cover art but you know summertime render looked amazing you know throughout the whole show anyway so i yeah. have high hopes for this anyway i mean first of all pretty good source material already fun source material with a really like you said a really dark horse upcoming studio olm can't go yeah. wrong with that right come on now yeah yeah exactly so so i'm excited hopefully yeah. my expectations are too high but uh i'm excited all right brian what is your next show on here how far do i gotta go down um well not too far um so i think we have tokyo revengers um i did not see the first season oh, but people Lord. loved it when it came out um what are your thoughts on the second season this is um i don't think this is the second season but i think it's gonna be an ova perhaps right Mm. well um i don't know i it says second season of tokyo revengers right there um oh, oh no it says right. christmas showdown no, huh. you're right though you're right I no mean, but wait yes but i think you're correct though because in the first season we had uh the bloody halloween so that's that's fine Oh really? So they're like named after holidays? Not holidays, but it's just uh, it, it, I guess these brawls happen during holidays, so they named them after it, like the like the was it red red Halloween or bloody Halloween, something like that. So this is gonna probably happen in Christmas time. This uh, this arc here maybe. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. are they like just like gangs and they go fight other gangs? Yeah. Well, you see, this is the, this is the thing, Brian. Yeah, they 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 they're teenagers, right? They're middle schoolers that are in quote-unquote gangs which is i know some people find that very cringe like you know especially when you're older and you see like these middle school you know teenagers that are gangsters quote-unquote it's kind of just cringe so it could be the same thing here and yeah i mean i'm mixed on this show i don't like the main character so far He, he supposedly he gets better but right now he's just a big crybaby and he's annoying and i also hate uh mikey People like mm-hmm. Mikey a lot. I don't like him one bit. I think he's actually the worst character of this show, and people really? love him. Uh-huh. Uh, the best character is Ken. That's it. There's no no one better than Ken. So I mean, if you get more of him, I'm I'm game. But the final, the last season ended with a huge cliffhanger, so I'm excited for for more. Either, nevertheless, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah it seems like a lot of like i feel like it was hot when it um came out but it settled down you know the longer it that it's down, been out yeah okay yeah. should i go to the next one boss sure yeah what what is your next pick just right next to it boom go straight dogs the fourth season oh good lord the fourth season of this the third season was extremely forgettable seriously i forgot what happened in a lot <laughs> of it there but I remember some of the things, which is pretty cool. I mean, I like books. I like Japanese literature. And I like mm-hmm. Studio Bones. All that yeah. combined, we get a pretty damn good show. Good voice acting. Um, a lot of pretty boys. So, I'm game, of oh, course, yeah. for some, more. Some bishonens. Some bishonens, dude. So, I'm excited for this again. So far, every time I watched it, it's never been boring, though. It's been a fun experience. We get more books added to to uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. So, I'm excited for more. So you've seen all three seasons, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all caught up. Mm-hmm. I just okay. have not watched the chibi version. Yeah, and is that like what they've been focusing on lately? Seems like, yeah, for the past, yeah. 
when did let me see i'm gonna get a third season came out back in 2019 as well vanland saga time wow okay so yeah i guess you're right it's been the chibi time only so that's unfortunate but whatever more of this again though more of this yeah okay so Thanks. for me yeah. Uh, my next one is Near Automata version one point one eight. I don't know if this is like their first um, um, is this their first anime or how is this going? Because I feel like this could be a show where like I feel like all the naming is like super complicated and doesn't make sense. So, wait, is it whose first anime? The games? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is their first adaptation of the video game. Yes. And um, do you have any thoughts of it? Because I haven't played the game. I don't even know it was a Japanese game. I thought it was a German game the entire time. But um, yeah, how do you feel about them. this anime? Um, I was a big fan of the game. I enjoyed it. I waited a whole year and then I played it because that's when it came out on Xbox after a year. So I played mm-hmm. it after a year. It was fun. You know, people, this game has a really good soundtrack. Amazing soundtrack, actually. Uh, amazing gameplay. You can play this game like I think... You beat it once, then you get to be uh, 9S's route, and you get to be A2's route, which is pretty cool. has a good replayability routes that are pretty fun. And yeah. the other thing is, um, so the thing about your Automata, though, is that it's a button masher. You know, I yeah. think it requires no skill to be Like a beat-em-up? Yeah, I mean, you get these weapons, right, that are supposedly, like, for planning and strategizing and whatnot, but in reality, if you just kind of button mash, you kind of (laughs) win. You win everything? So, the best thing about this game that it has going for it is the story, so I think Mm -hmm. it can work in anime form, straight up. I'm excited for it. But, once again, I think it's going to be A1. The trailer looks good. I mean, you have Ishikawa Yui being, uh, you know, 2B. I love her voice actress, so I'm game for this. But it's going to be one of those anime that's just going to be inferior to the source material, 100%. So Yeah, it always get outplayed to the game. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. in the best case scenario, people are going to want to go play uh, Nier Tamada, and that's fine. Yeah, well, because, like, wasn't, like, the whole thing was, like, it was, like, super conceptual um game and we're like you could have like i don't know some shit about blowing something up or like being part of and i'm not sure how it ended but there was like a choice where like you can delete your file or something like that yeah which is why i was saying like yeah you get the whole other routes and whatnot and it's pretty yeah cool, depending on yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do yes correct it's pretty cool yeah. so we'll see how it translates we'll see exactly excellent Okay, for my next show here is going to be a sequel to an isekai that I had no hope for, but it was actually pretty cute, pretty enjoyable. But we'll see what they do here. It's called, um, in Japanese, Brian, it's the one right next to Bungo Straight Dogs, okay? I'm gonna, yeah. it's, it's called Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Season <laughs> 2. Yeah. And, yeah, this... This is a funny one. It's a fun, cute little show. This girl just puts all her points into defense, becomes a crazy shielder. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's trying to fight her. She's overpowered. That's it. They have a guild. They fight other guilds, but she's super overpowered, and she's cute. That's the premise. And, of course, her name is Maple, and she rides a turtle named Syrup. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just throw it out here, and also the turtle is like a plushie. Yes, it's it's great. It's a little it can shrink. It's amazing. I love it. Everything about this show is kind of what you want from anime. Just cute, over the top nonsense, and I'm here for it. 
not much more to say really it's just you know a lot of um anime to be anime is kind of what this show is so nothing wrong with that really just for a guilty pleasure of sorts yeah yeah now brian what is your next one i'm curious now because i don't know from here i don't know where you're gonna stop yeah so it it feels weird because like i feel like i'm trying to like i'm trying to look at the studios and shit like that but one thing that i did hear about is like so is this gonna be the trigon stampede is that gonna be like a like a reboot or how how does that work into the franchise yeah well that's the thing that's the problem here it says new anime project for trigon right as you see Mm -hmm. here which means sequel and uh that was confirmed at Anime Expo when we went. The The guys there made it clear that it was a sequel to Trigun, not a reboot, not a remake, just a sequel. Okay. So it's going to either fail or it's going to be amazing. <laughs> what do you think, so Brian? It, so, okay, so what I noticed was Studio Orangi is doing it. and so Oh, my goodness. We'd love to see that. A lot of 3D is going to ensue. Um, yes. But, yeah, it's weird because I feel like, you know, Trigun is like that really... Um, I don't know. I feel like it, it looks like it's going to have like two different like art styles, you know, like I feel like the old Trigun is very, um, I don't know, like kind of like darker and grittier. I don't know if it's just a poster. I haven't seen the trailer, but, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's going to be obvious that long, long fans of Trigun, they have a set fan base and they love Trigun for what it is. And as we know, in Japan, Trigun didn't do so well as it did here, of course, for obvious mm. reasons, like Bebop. And um, people are already hating the art style no matter what. It can be any kind of CG, and they won't like it. They change it any kind of bit. But the CG does look good. We watched the tra- yeah. watch trailer in uh, Anime Expo. We made the directors cry because everybody was cheering them on so crazy. Oh, so, that's, that's so nice. Yeah, because they were extremely scared. They were hella scared? They were scared to fail here in America. More than uh-huh. Japan, they said. They were more afraid of fail here than in Japan because they know the fan base is here. And then even though yeah, Mangaka yeah. was crying too, everybody was just, you know, crying. It, it was a good sight because everybody was cheering them on like crazy. We loved the trailer. Everybody loved it. They literally played the trailer three times for us because we loved it so much. So it was a fun Hell time. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So that That's was one of those things that just, yeah, just, have, yeah. just being there is a whole different thing, you know. Just because I was there, I'm going to watch it no matter what. So, and it's really orange, right? I mean... Whether you like it or not, it's going to probably be good visuals. Probably. Yeah. We'll see Studio Orange is the best yeah. at what they do. That's right. I agree, Brian. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'll go back up just a little bit here. And it's um a show that I'm not really excited for. And um, I'll, I'll watch, but um, very, very, um well, I'm iffy on it, let's just say. It's called, Is It Wrong? Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. Oh, wait. Oh, just, no, no, never mind. This is um. Is just, it like a second core? Yeah, my, that's what it is. My bad. I thought it was um the side story to it, but never mind. This is uh wow. just the uh, the sequel to uh, Danmachi. So yeah, I'm excited for it. We uh cliffhanger we got from last time is gonna finally wrap up here. It's a big. Uh, I know this part of the book is long. It's a two part booker, which never happens. So that's exciting. There, I'm excited for more of this, and that's yeah. it for that. Cool for me. Um, it's super oh. down. Um, so I guess it's like the second season of Surune by KyoAni. Um, oh yes. So I don't know why, but I mean I only know it because of KyoAni. I mean, yeah. So do you have any info on it, Atura-chan? 
this is the one kill anime show I have not watched yet. Uh, Surune is just, I mean, archery. It's an archery show. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And it's a sequel to it. It's a second season. So that's um, exciting. I'm going to watch the first season probably starting after I finish JoJo here. I want to start it up so I can get the season going too just for Kiyowani. I mean, you know, it's Kiyo- It's going to look good no matter what. Yeah. And when is did the, did the new season of JoJo come out already? Yeah, it's, it came out on the 2nd of December. Oh, fuck. So I haven't seen done. it, right? It's all done, yeah. It's all done? JoJo's done now. Part <gasps> 6 is wrapped up. Oh, my God. bro! I feel like I don't know if I'm just out of the loop, but why haven't I heard of like any about this? You've been gone, my guy. And it has to do with two things, I think. One reason, I don't I think people have were up and down on this last uh, part of JoJo. Either they really enjoyed it or they didn't like it, you know. And uh, Well, cuz it didn't it, like super controversial. Well, not controversial, but like Well, okay, I don't know if it's controversial, but like um it's definitely like series changing, right? Yes, allegedly. Mhm. No. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty in it. I think I need like six more episodes and I'm done, but I've been also uh unfortunately busy with other stupid things and in my life as well so i can't can't be helped yeah but that's exciting though yeah i mean you really are out of live you didn't know jojo's out yeah it's it's out man it's done so maybe maybe next review would be jojo who knows Shout okay out. hell yeah okay now i think i'm gonna finally get to my first non-sequel show here which is um okay brian uh Bear with me here, okay? Bear with me here hard. Get the girl get the scope a little bit. It's called My Life as in as Inukai San's dog. Uh yeah, it's it's My what it sounds as, like. Is it like is it Inusana girl? Yeah, it's Inu ni Natara Sukina Hitoni Hirowareta. That's the Japanese name if you can find it like that. And mm-hmm. it's essentially about a boy that dies, gets reincarnated as his crush's dog. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> and I feel ex- like somebody needs to censor these motherfuckers. Like, I, I feel like, you know, there's <laughs> editors for, like, a reason. And um, <laughs> they're not doing their job. Well, I read some of the manga, and this thing is awfully, awfully horrible. A lot of feet licking, a lot of licking. Like fetish shit? Yeah, a lot of fetish shit. Like, I don't know when eventually she's just going to fuck the dog eventually. I swear. So it's going to happen eventually, uh, bro. Yeah. I don't know, man. But it's just super. These um these man gauge shots are unbelievable. These, these, I guess, dog gaze <laughs> at this yeah. point. I don't know, dude. It looks awful, man. But And it's done by Studio Quad. That has to be. That's a new studio. Yeah, they've done two things, which is this one and some other nonsense. Who gives a fuck about? And... It has to be. It has to be on high dive. If it's not on high dive. It's gonna be a country roll censored to shit, and it won't be even be worth watching. Uh-huh. I'll watch it because I'm curious what they're gonna do with the censorship. <laughs> you know, for scientific yeah. purposes. No, I'm just kidding. Well, but we'll see. Cause like, so is it like on the, like the upper echelon of Etchy? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it really is. Not as bad as Herman the Labyrinth, but it's gonna. It's just kind of gross because it's a dog. That's the thing. But yeah, just like the whole like bestiality vibe and like the whole feet fetishes and like, um, I, you know, the feet fetishes may be fine if it wasn't a dog. I don't know. Yeah, no. So it's just fucking creepy and like, like a lot of fucking levels. Okay, yeah, because we got a bunch of uh, feet fetish shit in Monogatari, right? But it wasn't. 
you know, in bad taste, really, I guess, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. It was just kind of, you know, here's a foot shot here, and that's fine. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So All right. the bar gets lower. The bar gets lower. The bar gets lower. <laughs> Welcome. That's it for that, Brian. What's your next show? Anything else? So mine is The Way of the House Husband Season 2. Uh, oh, I'm excited. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I like these uh, Netflix shows that are, like, super short, like Kotaru, Retsuko, and House of the Hus- um, the Way of the House Husband. I've been enjoying them. They've just been, like, super easy and chill. So I'm excited. You know what? That's fair, Brian. And yeah. uh, Kenji Nosuda, again, being the main character's voice, that's that's a big selling point for me. I'd fuck his voice, and that's fine. I just hope they add, like, a couple more frames because I think that's the only uh, – thing that was like really holding it down because a lot of it was just really hard to follow in that yeah. weird choppy stop motion-esque animation style if same you want to call it animation same studio man i think it's gonna be the same thing uh it's kind of disappointing but i mean it's not too bad but yeah it's kind of a lot cause sometimes you don't even know what the fuck's going on because they only give you one fucking slideshow right um yeah they did this shit they, they did this shit on fucking powerpoint or something <laughs> maybe okay i only got a few more shows here actually because this is gonna probably be my season that i watch almost no isekais except for like that one sequel mm-hmm. and so my next one is gonna be, this is the one isekai i'm gonna watch actually for one reason here it is it is called campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill i mean you know it's one of those shows that just it just sounds stupid it yeah just, yeah just studio mappa that's the only reason i'm watching it studio mappa that's it mm-hmm Studio Mappa has been doing these high, high production shows. Attack on Titans coming up soon, the finale. Yeah, Villain Saga, Chainsaw Man, JJK, right? Just huge shows. They've got no break. And I think this is going to be Mappa just having a good time. And I hope it will be. Hopefully, I'm right on this because if it is, you can only get good stuff from having a good time as a good studio, right? And so hopefully, it's just them taking a break back. Maybe their B team, maybe. Or maybe it could be their A team just having a break, even though a break is t- still working. I don't know, but yeah, maybe uh, it'll be another Doro Hidoro situation. That's true. Yeah, I see that underrated could, that could as fuck, fun. but really good. Exactly. So I mean, I, I'm excited for that isekai, which sounds you know cooking show, and you know with Mappa, why not? Yeah. All right. Okay. Next one, Brian. For my last one, um, it has to be I saved the best for last. Oh. The God Tier of All Studios coming back. Studio <laughs> Dean was oh, the God <laughs> of Horror, Junji Ito. Oh, and my they're God. doing this series is called Maniac. Um, Japanese tell them the macabre. And yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think I've already said everything. God Tier Studio, God Tier fucking writer. Um, you know, what could go wrong? What can go wrong? I'm with you, Brian. This is going to be my last pick as well. But since we're here together, talk about it together yeah. um as you know uh yeah, it's a 20 stories from ito's manga again so it's gonna be the same thing as the first season which means that it's gonna be um it's gonna pretty much make everybody want to read the manga it's all it's gonna do and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not really a bad thing really but that's the, it's um it's one of those things that it's it's a problem when a master craftsman at his craft is so good at his craft that when you try to adapt it into a different kind of media, it doesn't work, like Berserk, right? And yeah. this is another example of that, really. I think the black and white 
is what helps it make it creepy. When they add color to it, it just doesn't work. I think that's why Uzumaki's going to work out, really, when it comes out in 2025. Who knows? Holy fuck. Yeah. Come on, dude. But anyway, yeah. this show we're gonna, it's going to probably be fine again. Studio Dean's going to probably get a lot of shit for making a decent adaptation of his work. It's a decent work, and they do a pretty good job of adapting his work, you know. But decent isn't good enough when... You have a god mangaka, so that's the problem only. Yeah, so. yeah. So you don't think like there's some like there's some series that can be adapted well. Yeah, and the thing is, studio the first season they did it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty. It was okay, but you know when you get colored purple alien looking things, it's just not as scary as a black and white creature. That's just the way it works. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's all I got for that, Brian. Any final thoughts on that? Uh, on this list, Brian? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like Loki this winter season is going to have, you know, a good amount to watch. It won't be dry. So there's that. Um, True. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. We'll see how it goes. Maybe experimental. A lot of sequels. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. A lot of sequels here, and yeah, I mean, the only thing other than like shows and stuff is gonna be um, there's a special here coming out, Evangelion 3.0 minus 46 hours or something, and yeah, it's a thing that I guess comes out with the Blu-ray release of the of the final movie. I'll uh-huh. watch it, I suppose. I don't know where it's gonna be. Probably, uh, who knows what it's gonna be? Who knows? Shinji again, uh, coming on Oscar. Comatose body? Let's go, dude. Another time. I'm I'm kidding. Oh shit. Oh like oh fuck again. That that is fucking ridiculous, but we'll see. We'll see what yeah. my boy does. And that's a yeah, well, I mean it's a it's an okay season. Didn't it come out in theaters recently though? Yes, it did actually. It's a good point. It did come out in theaters. Three point oh plus one, did you see it? I did not see it in theater I, I watched it when it came out on Amazon a long time ago, so I didn't really I didn't really want to go, I guess. Watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, I want. It, okay. Did they do that just to qualify for an Oscar? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but I feel like if you're voting Evangelion for an Oscar, um, then I don't know about your taste, buddy. Um, we all know Evangelion it be is well. so weird. Evangelion is so fucking weird. It is. Or I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of people, say it's like great. Um, it's just a weird spot. It's such a weird enigma. It, it's I think it's probably it like the best way to like describe it. One hundred percent, Brian. It's one of those shows that, once again, it's cool to hate it again. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, there's things that you like, but it's probably not for the right reasons. Um, yes. But yeah, it, interesting, interesting that like you know, that it keeps going on. The madness continues. The madness continues. Okay, I mean, with that, Brian. Any final thoughts on anything we've been discussing, boss? Uh, the only thing, um, what do you think about Bleach being number two on the whole anime list? Um, okay, well, it's a good show. It's amazing, as a matter of fact. It's a good adaptation. Probably uh-huh. better than the source material, even, I would say. Oh, okay, so, okay. So, in terms of what it's doing, it's doing a good job, but being number two... Yeah, maybe not. But a little too high. Do you think it's high. just like recency bias? 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, that and so anybody that has watched all 400 of Bleach is watching this, they already like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like Kaguya-sama here. should not be this high up either, but it's fine. Okay. Okay. Just want to get your little take on that. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good adaptation, man. Watch it on Hulu, people. Uh huh. That's all I got, Brian. You know what else is on Hulu? Yes. What is? Tatami Galaxy Machine uh, Time Blues. Oh which my! Is a weird name because I feel like I did not get a lot of blues in here, but uh, I guess we'll discuss that. Yes, that is a good point. With that amazing segue. We are going to jump right into a review of the time, the Tommy Time Machine Blues. Now, this is an anime, of course, done by Studio Science Saru, which is Masaki Yuasa's studio. Their source is a novel, not a light novel. Genres are comedy, mystery, romance, and suspense. The themes are psychological and time travel. And it says right here, 20 minutes per episode. That's not necessarily true. Now, mm. this is, a, like I said, a six-episode ONA. It came out on Disney+. Plus, But like Brian said, we got lucky, and it came out to Hulu because yeah, randomly is not there, right? Still. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. So, with this one, apparently, you can, if you read the novels, you can read this by itself without reading Tatami Time Machine. Uh, uh, Tommy Galaxy. Yeah. What you? What do you think, Brian? Do you think that's correct? Like, if if I told you watch Time Machine Blues, would you think you would have gotten the same kind of like you know feel of the characters without Tommy Galaxy? Um, no, I don't think so. So, because I think it, like, there's not like a ton of callback, but you know, I I think it is, I think it is really like important that you go through like the first you know season of it. And right. kind of like, you know, go through that entire story to get like everybody's relationship to one another, know the chemistries and kind of like, you know, because they had new characters. Um, and I think technically you could, but I think I think uh, watching the, f- set, the first season adds like way more. I agree. Uh, yeah, I just when I heard that you didn't need to watch the Tim Galaxy, I find that very strange because I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I agree, but that's fine, I suppose. Okay, let's go into um, the synopsis here. Brian, give us your synopsis, will you? Let's see how good you do with your uh, no hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's still fresh on my mind because I just barely watched it. Um, oh, shit, kay. let's go. So you have no idea what universe it is. They don't really mention it. You don't, like, um, I'm kind of confused a little bit on it myself. I'm not sure if it was before or after or just completely in a different universe. But you get the crew. They're making a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, Akashi's being the wonderful producer that she is. Um, you know, and um, they're fucking around one day and they find uh, some like weird little like machine kind of looks like a slot machine. But you can like, you know, it has a date, time, year, day, week. I mean, I don't know. I think it's like year, day, week. And then minutes right right and so um they jokingly said that it was a time machine because they had no idea what the fuck they were looking at (laughs) and it turned out to be true it was a fucking time machine (laughs) and um (laughs) bro this the plot is like loki is kind of stupid but it's kind of like genius in the way 
that is written because like you get so many fucking like foreshadowings and kind of I like know. um little moments where like you're like oh my god this makes so much sense as like you know the series progresses right. but um they try to go back in time um to try to get back their fucking air conditioning because they had an <laughs> air conditioning the remote was broken and so they're trying to go back they look they just trying to innocently like oh let's start with an easy mission with this new time machine that we found let's go you know go get the remote and try to fix it before it gets broken type shit right right and then you know usual time machine plot happens like you know when you change the past you change the future blah blah blah. <laughs> so they spend the entire six episodes trying to like not fuck anything up um in the main <laughs> timeline and trying to keep everything like consistent and so they succeed they get the fucking remote um and uh yeah i mean i think in the core that's kind of it you know like you know yeah i think you know episode one and two i think so it's weird because like the rest of the episode is just to like explain what happened in episode one right yes you know and so it's weird in that way but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and so what brian said is 100 percent correct everything about it is just it's a simple plot of time traveling of trying to fix problems and all this foreshadowing shit you see you know like if you pay attention when they're filming the the movie you see always in the back room even though always doing the back room even if he's in the front ground you know just shit like that or the statue of uh yeah the, the swamp <laughs> he's like hey that looks like you <laughs> and then it turns out that it fucking was him it was him the whole time yeah just just dumb shit like that you know or um let me ask you this, Brian. I did, you, you know. So I mean, I'm trying to wonder about this. So Tamura, right? Well, he's the time traveler boy that he came from the future, and he's you know from yeah, all that. He came from the future and whatnot. Mm. Did you know that that was uh, Watashi's and Akashi's kid, right? Yeah. Was it pretty obvious? Yeah, 100. percent How would you think you would have fared if you read the book without getting a visual of him? Mm. Well, mm. I mean, she would know. have explained it, right? Like they would have described, described his, him. Yeah, but yeah. Would that be good enough? Would you be like, yeah, this is their kid because they have he has the mole and curly hair. I don't. Know. Yeah, so I think the mole and the curly hair dead giveaways, and then kind of like the way like all oh, this kids like kind of like shabby. He's right. like the most shabby kid in the world, and of course he's <laughs> describing his son. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think they did us give it away pretty early, though. Yes, me too. Yeah. So I don't think I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I, I was just I was just thinking about the how it would have been reading the book, but yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, some other I guess like plot things that happen here that were ridiculous. You know, when um they go in the bathhouse, they're showering, and they have to like uh, get down with the towel while their past selves are you know picking in a bath too. And mm-hmm. just everything that happens, just if you pay attention, it would have happened. It's there. so fucking, it's so elaborate. I love it. It's really good. It's well done, and it's one of those shows that I think I mentioned a while back. That so episode one is thirty two minutes long. Episode two is eighteen. One is sixteen. One is seventeen. They're as long as they need to be. And yeah, that's why ONAs work better in a lot of cases than TV shows or OVAs because. ONAs aren't restricted to television rules, so they can just do yeah. whatever they want, and it's great. 
what do you think about that kind of format, Brian? We never really see an anime hardly ever. Yeah, well, I think it's even more so where we we hardly ever see any anime that's six episodes long, right? Oh yeah, they good always point. yeah try to get the twelve, and so I agree with you. I think um, you know, we definitely this is kind of like reverse One Piece where they just give you what all you need, and yeah. they get the fuck out right. Because exactly. I did kind of notice that they weren't all the same time because episode one was like super long. And then like I was like, yeah. damn, that, it felt really, like really long to me. But then the other ones like kept feeling like shorter. And so um, I agree with ONAs. I've been thinking about that too, where they kind of don't have to like, you know, abide by all the 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 rules. Right. But what one thing that I did find that was weird watching it was that um they had like commercial breaks where like the screen would go all black. And then, like, it kind of started up like a commercial, right? Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get the feel of that or no? I did not, actually. Well, maybe it could be meant for ads. But, like, when I was watching it on Hulu, like, you know, sometimes, like, especially with, like, older TV shows where they kind of, like, you know, they make it more clear that they're going to have a commercial break at this time. And so they kind of set it up that way, right? Okay, I gotcha. And so in this one, like, you know, it just fade into black and then, like, you know, they start a new scene. Like, I don't know. I feel like that was kind of weird for an ONA. I think that has to do with the Hulu player, actually. Since you don't have ads, it skips the ad, but that's where Hulu puts an ad. That's mm. what I'm going to assume. So, because I'm yeah. pretty sure you don't have ads in, in what you pay for, right? So, mm. yeah, if you don't have that, I'm sure that where you saw that black is where Hulu put, put an, an ad. ad. Yeah, because I didn't get any of that watching it uh, on the high seas. Yeah, so that's kind of dumb. I didn't like it because it was very jarring. <laughs> like, you'd hella no. Like, it looks like it kind of, like, lagged for a minute. Wow, interesting. It wasn't well incorporated at all. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so I, I, I'll i blame Hulu for that one, I suppose. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. I wasn't paying attention, one of the two. And yeah. another plot that happens always in the sideline is... um. Somebody asked Akashi to the dance, and she kind of alludes to it. But so, and then Watashi is trying to figure out who was it, and you know, time machine nonsense happens. You know, it, it turns out at the end of the day, it was him that asked her, <laughs> but his future self. So he had to do it again for his past self, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was, it's a whole thing, man. This 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 shit was crazy, and like, um, fucking sensei. Sensei just takes off on the time machine, you know. What uh, one of is them he, is? Is he Zoro? The voice actor? Yeah, he is. And was he Zoro in the first one too? Yeah, he was the same voice actor. Yeah, of course. Oh, maybe I I didn't notice it in the first season, but in this one I noticed it like right off the bat. I was like, damn, is that like is that Zoro's voice actor? He's Zoro and Hijikata. Maybe watching Gintama gave you more of his uh his voice acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's great. He's he's a great actor. <laughs> yeah, he's. He's hilarious in this too. Well, I just where, feel like he always has like the best lines. Where like you know, he he seemed like he was trying to help fucking um, <laughs> the main character, but <laughs> he just wanted to get the fucking AC back too. You know? Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, the whole point was like you should get this room because it has the AC. But yeah. like, the AC goes to his room, right? But he doesn't pay any of the bill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he just like gets it all for free, and everybody fucking knew except for oh, fucking like, Watashi. Yeah, and then you know the, another thing that uh, when uh, the AC broke, he's like, "I might as well have gotten the room downstairs. It'd probably be cooler down there than the one up here." Yeah, and the, the top floor always, yeah. it's always worse on the fucking top floor. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, that's what I pretty much used to say. You know, you get a lot of time machine nonsense, and a lot of times, time machine stuff does not work. Something mm-hmm. is wrong here. But I think everything was wrapped up well. I mean, you know, just yeah. What do you think, right? I mean, would you agree? I thought so too. But one thing, well, I don't know how much it matters, but okay. like, I kind of want. I kind of wanted to see the movie kind of like be incorporated a little bit more. Ah, gotcha. Like. Because I knew that the movie was kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like a metaphor for like the story itself, right? Right. Kind of like like one where like one lazy person made everybody lazy. And I think that yeah. might be kind of like, you know, kind of like was a sensei kind of influencing everybody else. Yeah. And, but then they wrote a story about that. And so I thought that was kind of cool how they mirrored that. Um, yes, right. But yeah, I kind of want to see the like the kind of like the movie I don't know why, but like it felt like oh, I kind of wanted to see like if people liked it or whatever. Oh no, because but she did get a review, right? Um, yes. Well, never mind. Maybe I'm not. Maybe Wait. I'm kind of grasping at straws here. But um, yeah, it was super tied up perfectly. One thing that I wish I kind of did is that I didn't binge it for sure. Cause oh wow. Um. Um. I just felt like it was like really enjoyable. Like I feel like this was kind of like uh. I don't know, kind of like a like a really nice like like addition without being like kind of like too serious to like the mainline story, right? Because yeah. like the mainline story was like kind of like way more like intense and kind of like focused and uh, um you know very like heartfelt, right? Because sure. like you know, yeah, I feel like it was like you know the the mangaka talk, kind of talking about the experiences and like kind of like his like um. Like, kind of, like, his personal stuff, right? But this one kind of seemed like, yeah. you know, it was more, like, let's have, like, the characters that, you know, I created and let's have fun with them, right? Yeah. And so I really appreciated how, like, it was super non-serious. It was fun. Like, it was silly. The whole thing. Pardon me. had a burp. But um, <laughs> the entire thing revolved about, like, essentially <laughs> getting a remote. And for some fucking reason, time right. travel and right. shit like that. And so... Um, it was just like the perfect thing to have fun with, and just like it's cool because like you know like the story ended right, and you know that could have been it forever, and that would have been great, right? But it's nice being able to like see them and like all interact, and um, it just it was like really sweet, and so yeah, it was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technically this show's only five episodes long, and episode six is a special, which is why I felt kind of disjointed right but yeah yeah where like it felt like it wasn't part of well like it was like kind of like the prequel a little bit right so yeah i mean i understand what you said it is about the remote for sure but they literally use the vehicle of time machine for him to ask her out you know Mm -hmm. so that was pretty important i suppose and if that never happened with time machine he probably would have never asked it out maybe is what they're saying because now he was kind of forced to do it to do it for his former self so that's the only thing other than like um where it was kind of serious as well but then again it used a ridiculous method of a time travel machine (laughs) you know but you know yeah i mean it was um it was for sure a little more um ridiculous but I don't it, it was done well either way even for with the time machine which is rare to do man a lot of shows yeah just can't I feel pull it off. yeah time machine always like fucks everything up you know like right it creates like a whole bunch of plot holes and so it's always good to see it um done well and then um I don't know I feel like I really like kind of like the creator of this because uh 
um like i feel i don't know i feel like he puts like like a lot of like his heart on his sleeves right where um i think it was like episode five like the last episode where they were talking about how like um um how like these you know moments are gonna pass and like these like really good times are gonna be like something in the past right yeah and so um i don't know it's just kind of like really interesting to think about where like you know um i think you know we all have that time where like oh do you remember when we're doing this and that and like you know kind of like this special time and like you look back at it really fondly and so i feel like this guy's kind of like making like anime manga to kind of like recapture what he went through in the past and so um i don't know i think it's like really cute and uh yeah i really like it obviously yeah I'm, i agree with you i think he's a great storyteller but i think because of the director of masaki yuasa we have a good person to put it onto the screen but actually mm-hmm. this one was not done by masaki yuasa it was done by natsu mashingo so not masaki yuasa but nevertheless it was done well because his um his his creations have all been adapted into a phenomenal series except mm-hmm. for penguin highway i had not watched that one yet but Tommy Galaxy, he had his movie that happened. And, of course, he also did The Eccentric Family, the first season and the second season, which was also adapted by Studio PA Works by um, director uh, Yoshihira Masayuki, which was also a very phenomenal series. And so I think you're right. he's just really good at uh, portraying like life in a lot of ways, even with uh, especially in Eccentric Family with, um, you know, fictional characters like Tanuki and stuff like that so he does a really good job of that and yeah this one is no different even with uh time machines and the way he wraps up things like you know during the ending of episode five he's like well i'll tell you how it ended but nothing's worse than telling you about you know a good romance how it ends you know just kind of gloating and there was that and then ozu also says that the weak willed never change which is kind of a middle finger that if you can't change your weak willed i guess Mm -hmm. just stuff like Mm -hmm. just stuff like that and yeah, there's a lot of good lines from Ozu as well, even though he's like the devil character, you know, but everything yeah. about him. He's yeah. a, he's a great writer, honestly. I'm with you, Brian. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it really kind of like resonate with kind of like the shit he makes. And so, um I fucking love it. And then like I think the opening I feel oh, like yes. Asian Kung Fu Generation is like always like uh <laughs> that kind of like badass fucking band that always like kind of kills it. Um yeah. Oddly enough, I got a TikTok of them and then just kind of performing the one song, uh, I think, Rewrite. I think it oh, was right. in Race or whatever. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't know. They're just fucking cool. <laughs> and so, yeah. True. Yeah, I feel like Asian Kung Fu Generation were always the fucking coolest. Yeah, I mean, so if anything, Brian, I recommend you watch uh, Eccentric Family as well. Check it out. See what you think about his work there. It's good. Eccentric Family? The Eccentric Family. Yeah, check that out as well. Ah, wait, where, where could I see that? Um, I think it's on Crunchyroll, more than likely. Okay, okay, well, send me a screenshot. I'll send I you cannot, a screenshot of it, yeah. I'm a little lost, you. but yes, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, there, season one and two are both on uh, Crunchyroll, but I'll send you a screenshot of all it is, is other, his, um, it's just his other novels adapted into anime. That's all it is, uh-huh. which is also, I mean, good. it's good shit, obviously. Did you see that that this kind of script was written... That it was kind of based, so you kind of said this too, right? Where like, um, because like you said it was like inspired by like a novel, but then there's also like a play as well, well like the, a live action play. Oh dear. 
called Summertime Machine Blues. Um, oh. I kind of want to read the synopsis, but, you know, kind of on air is, is kind of hard to do. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's cool, too. I don't know. Wow, yeah. Oh, shit. Let me look at that. I, didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, Senpai, what do you think? Should we give it a rating? Let's give it a rating, Brian. Let's do it, man. Who should start? You or me? You. Okay, going into this series from a high bar, a Tatami Galaxy, I forget if I gave it a 10 or a 9, but I think I gave it a 10. I forget. Mm-hmm. Maybe a 9. Whatever it was. Going into this, I had extremely high expectations coming from, you know, Science Saru, which they had done amazing works. Favorite director is here. Um, there's been... It's been a great series as well, so I came in high expectations, and I got what I wanted, really, which is rare for a sequel. I thought, like, yeah, it was kind of middle of the road, but no. It did what it had to do with, you know, no nonsense. It gave you what it wanted to give you in the right amount of episodes that it felt it needed. Mm-hmm. Just five episodes with an extra bonus six. And it was great, man. Everything about it. I mean, I, I remember when it was coming out during that summer, I told you this might be the show of the season, and it probably was. I mean, good Lord. But, yeah, for me, overall, I enjoyed it a whole lot. The voice acting, again, it was a little slowed down from the Tommy Galaxy, I think, for sure. But, yeah. overall, as a show, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. It was a phenomenal show. Yeah. So, um, you, just... Um, just coming off what you said, I agree with you. We're like, I, I'm pretty sure I gave it like a nine or a 10. Um, so I was super hyped on it. Like, I don't know what anime fucking hurt me, but I feel like, you know, whenever, <laughs> like, whenever I see a sequel, the first thing I always think about, you can probably hear me in the fucking podcast say it a million times. Like, oh, is it going to be good as the original? Right. Yeah. And so, um, I was kind of like low key really scared. Cause I feel like, you know, how could we have a sequel to like an anime that I felt like, you know, um, that was really good. Cause I always prefer less is more, right. Where like, you know, if they ended well then stay that way, you know, don't make a fucking sequel. Don't fucking like, if there's not a story to be told that would enhance the first and the second one, you know, don't fucking tell it. And so, um, I feel like number one was just like really perfect. I feel like, you know, that one was definitely like a deep and complex fucking like, shit that he was trying to write about and so this one um i thought it was really good that he narrowed it down and it's just kind of like more fun right i think that's kind of like the best thing where i feel like he tried to you know i think he's still talking about memories and kind of like the past and like regret and like you know kind of like shit like that like you know what would happen if you don't do this type shit right or like predetermined fate and destiny right of course whatever so i think he's still talking about that but i think it's like a hundred times like way more like like light-hearted then um it was atomic right, galaxy yeah. it was fun it was good seeing all the characters and it was good seeing a lot of them you know because like you know it, they were broken up in different sections atomic galaxy the first one and so i think 10 yeah. out of 10 i fucking love this shit like i definitely vibe with this creator and like the writing and uh yeah, yeah i can't say i can't say enough positive things for it and so i love and i also love how like you know you kind of pointed out where like they only told the story that they needed to tell, and then they got the fuck out of there. And I definitely respect that. I appreciate that too. Yeah, because there's no way they could have added a bunch of nonsense, cool. you know, a bunch of filler crap that just would not work, and it just be annoying mm-hmm. to everybody. So yeah, that's but the way they we gave you. See it, man. 
straight mainling crack into your blood veins. That's right. And that's all I need in my life right now. Yeah. Excellent. So with that, Brian, you want to end it? Of course. Well, Get us out of here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. It was another beautiful episode of the Anime Fridge. Uh, check out our Totomic Galaxy review. And check out just our recent episode, Call of the Night. Um, yeah, I'm Brian. And that is my senpai, Aturo-chan. Check us out on Anime Fridge, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then email us at animefridge.com. Uh, let us know what anime you want to review, comments, questions, concerns. We'd love to hear anything. Um, yeah, Jenna. Bye, guys.